0: This is the CannaCurio podcast by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp license updates directly from the data vault. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Media newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay informed of future episodes and data releases.
1: Welcome to the Cannacurio podcast powered by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp licensed news. We're your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. On today's show, we're joined by Michael Crane of Data Owl. But as always, before we jump in with Michael, let's see what news Ed has for us from the Data Vault. Ed,
0: thanks Amanda. So, the team's been working on a lot of information on the hemp side. So, we just updated Michigan hemp and I've noticed in looking over the data that many of the license holders appear to have received both grower and processor licenses.
1: So for our audience here, Ed, what's the difference between a grower's license and a processor license?
0: Yeah, on the grow side, it's really about cultivation uh, for the most part. The processor side encompasses a lot of activities. So in looking through the the rules and regulations in that state, you need one of those licenses if you want to process, like convert raw industrial hemp into a marketable form, handle it, which means like store it or or, or hold on to it, broker it, uh, or finally to market it. So the the that second license actually carries a lot of other activities with it. Um, in addition, uh, I'm working on Connecticut hemp, and I've also noticed that there are some who are trying to have both the processing and the growing. So the thing that I'm trying to get a handle on is, you know, our license holders trying to own more of the value chain so that they can solve what seems to be a capacity problem in some states where people grow all the uh, hemp and then they're kind of stuck with it because they didn't figure out a way to actually get it processed and then finally to market. So those will be a couple things we'll be keeping an eye on as we get more uh, hemp licenses and updates coming into the data vault. In addition to Michigan and Connecticut. One other state we're keeping an eye on is Missouri. We just found out through our newsfeed that the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services just settled two medical marijuana facility appeals.
1: And why is that? Uh, why is that important?
0: Well, they just rolled out all their licenses you know, over the last, let's say, 60-90 days. They they all were were awarded, and. To me, it seems that's a pretty fast turnaround for the state or the regulator to, to fix things. What they pointed out in their press release is that this was not a scoring issue. It wasn't where somebody is saying that they were scored incorrectly. They were really administrative issues, and they look to be resolving it by moving some of the licenses around saying, hey, you need to open here, not here, or you need to give that one up, but we'll give you something else elsewhere. So just pretty interesting that they've been able to navigate that so quickly, um, you know, compared to other things that we've seen.
1: Huh, understood. And why do you think they've been able to move so quickly, Ed?
0: It's a good question. In looking back at Missouri, a state that we tracked for a while because they started their program Communicating about it pretty early and really throughout 2019, they gave a lot of great information about what their schedule was what their timeline was, who the applicants were, and then finally who the license winners were. So in part of it may just be they run a really good program and they have a good relationship with the license holders and maybe even the applicants too, so that they've been able to get some you know smooth sailing. So that's just a, a, a bit of pontificating on my part as to why it might have gone smoothly. And you know we'll certainly be keeping an eye on it going forward. But in other states, when they run into issues like this, you know, often around scoring, I will say, but they tend to drag on, involve lawyers, judges, lawsuits, you know, the whole, the whole magilla, and that creates uh, a lot more strife. And in some cases it can even damage the program where people lose faith in it. And I, I think uh, what Missouri has done has been very good. Thanks for the update, Ed. Absolutely.
1: On today's show, we'll be joined by Michael Crane, the national sales executive at Data Owl. Stay tuned.
0: Here at DataOwl, we built an all-in-one software solution that enables your current point of sale to execute online ordering and publish live menus to even listing services like Leafly. Send text with our advanced messaging services and customize your check-in and loyalty programs to help you curate an in-store experience model to keep your customers coming back. Give us a call today, 833-999-DATA. Or you can check us out online at dataowl.io.
1: Welcome back everyone. Today I'm joined by Michael Crane. He's currently the national sales executive at DataOwl and is one of Cannabis Media's power users. Welcome to the show Michael.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. We're so, we're so excited to have you uh, on the show and to be able to connect uh, during quarantine. Uh, but so for our audience here, let's give him some background. How long have you been in the industry?
2: Um, actually, I started working in the cannabis industry in early 2017, um, where I handled marketing and retail sales operations for a two-store dispensary group here in Phoenix called Oasis Dispensaries. Um, I helped with the opening of one of their stores, which was a completely new build from the ground up. So let's just say I gained a lot of knowledge on the startup side of a retail dispensary. From there, I came to Data Owl last year after becoming a, you know, I already became a current client during my time in Oasis, Um, and we use data out heavily to streamline processes, automate sales and marketing functions, but most importantly curate our customer experience. I'd say all of this has given me a unique ability to talk with prospects and have full understanding of their pain points as I was in their shoes as an operator firsthand.
1: Wow, yeah, it definitely sounds like you've had some great hands-on experience. And I guess, you know, this was prompting me to ask, what were you doing before the cannabis industry?
2: Well, prior to cannabis, I actually was in solar sales. Um, Spent about four years there where I went from actually closing solar installs to building and running a sales compliance team for their inside sales department. Um, I'd say this is where I refined my sales experience and tools needed to go along with that experience as an operator. Right. It, it, I'd say it really prepared me to be dynamic because at that time, solar was the fastest growing market in the world. Changes came regularly. Right. Much of like what we're dealing with cannabis today.
1: Yeah. It sounds yeah. like startups are is it, it's kind of in your in your previous background and you, you understand kind of the what you, you need to do to, in order to work within the cannabis space.
2: For sure. For sure. It's all about uh, remaining dynamic.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, pivoting from you, Michael, I was hoping you could tell us and our audience a little bit more about data owl, what makes you unique in the marketplace?
2: Just to give you a little background about Data owl again, I was a prior user of the tool, so I really understood the value to my operation. Um, it really helped streamline internal processes, increase revenue, and really they were a part of our team's support system, right So here at data owl, We achieve all that by offering a full suite of tools to support the marketing and revenue-generating needs of a dispensary. Our tools are all designed to work seamlessly together, so e-commerce, loyalty, messaging, TV menus all drive the customers to be aware of the products, deals, or even benefits of our clients. What truly sets us apart, though, is the depth of our dynamic consumer profiling tools and our ability to offer highly personalized offers and recommendations to each customer or patient of the dispensary got it
0: got it so one of the things in in reviewing uh data owls information is i noticed that one of the features that you add is helping your customers be able to manage both the online and in-store shopping experience of their customers. I was wondering if you could tell us more about that because that's kind of the holy grail in all of retail, whether it be cannabis, clothing, athletic uh, uh, material, et cetera. So how do you guys do it and, and
2: you know, how do you succeed at that? We, we, we succeeded that with basically integrating directly to the point of, system, point of sale system to provide live inventory. Right, so we can publish those feeds. Everything that's in stock is on the digital menus, leafly listings, online orderings, right? We're taking that retail experience, what a normal bud tender would tell you, do they have it or not, to it being live on the internet so somebody at home could order it and know that it is in stock.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, I can imagine that for everybody, streamlining that workflow for the license holder is probably a real big benefit um, and also to help drive that store traffic. Now, one of the other questions I had for you, sort of from the regulatory standpoint, is there have been a couple stories in the news where license holders like TrueLeave and others have gotten um, some trouble because... uh, people complained of getting texts or unsolicited telephone calls. And I wondered as a solution in this space, how do you help license holders stay compliant so that they don't wind up on the wrong side of of a lawsuit?
2: Absolutely. This is definitely a concern for our entire industry across the nation. Um, So simply put, we, we built an entire compliance standard around keeping our clients and dispensaries compliant nationally. Um, by basically doing a full opt-in process nobody is in our system to receive messages unless they've opted in or asked for these communications and we provide numerous different tools for our clients so that they can capture customers looking for information so whether it be through sign-up pages text message keywords forms for their website at some point that individual placed their phone number on that list and that's how it gets in the system even brand new numbers placed within it Um, have a double opt-in process so a message goes out stating that they're a part of the list they have to respond yes to confirm right keeps everybody compliant so they don't have to worry about this issue
0: great and probably gives a good audit trail in case anybody does have a question to find out hey when did ed keating enter our system and you can easily dial in and check that out so uh let's look a little bit forward any new product launches markets or initiatives that you guys are focusing on right now
2: um absolutely i mean Obviously with COVID-19, it put a lot of our industry on scramble mode, trying to get things up and running, keeping dispensaries open as we were deemed essential. Um, So we actually have three major releases that we um, have dropped or dropping this month. Um, One that's out now is our remote online check-in, which enables dispensaries to execute that curbside pickup. Right, So customers can now check in remotely from their vehicles with a mobile, enabled device which we send via a text message notification when their order is ready for pickup the second piece that we have is our online ordering that we've already had released is now executable within three business days we saw that during covid 19 there was demand in several areas of the country that had to convert to online ordering or even curbside pickup or they wouldn't be able to stay open as an essential business the last update that we have is my you know i'm I'm very excited to have coming out which is our integration with biotrack and our online ordering Um, we've always shown live inventory but now our online orders will actually route automatically into the point of sale system helping the retail staff execute all those new online orders that they're starting to see because of covid 19. previously Right, it was a separate dashboard that they logged in to be able to execute, that it's ready for pickup, things like that. Now that'll happen directly inside the point of sale system.
0: Excellent. So, thanks for the look forward. Now, the look back, I'm curious what you would view as the biggest achievement in the last 12 months, uh, either um, for you or for Data
2: Owl. I mean, honestly, being a part of the Data Owl team is a huge success of mine um as well but as far as data Owl's biggest achievement i'd say in the past 12 months i mean really comes with this covid 19. Um, i'm very happy to state that that rolling out these new processes when all our, our clients reach out to us expressing their need for changes we were able to roll out remote check-in in a matter of a week right we were able to get things mobilized with BioTrack in a matter of a month we were able to get our online ordering down to three business days after a week of review on our SLAs. So um, I would say that our biggest achievements has been, you know, overcoming COVID-19 to be able to streamline our internal processes. Wow.
0: That's great. I mean, it really speaks of how you're a trusted partner to the license holders that you work with, whether it be on helping people opt in or making sure that their businesses can run during these, Crazy times where, you know, not all of them are essential businesses, but they're trying to stay open and do the best they can.
1: So, tell us, uh, Michael, some of the what are some of the ways that you and your team utilize cannabis media?
2: Um, we we definitely utilize cannabis media heavily here at Data Owl. Um, it's kind of our go-to source for um, notifications on any new licensing. Uh, but in addition to that, we like to dig. Um, into the deeper layers that cannabis media provides, which is the licensing types. Um, because we aren't just a solution for the retail dispensary, but there's many different license types out there that we can provide our solutions to, whether you're retail um, recreational or you're retail medical, or you're a dual license situation in the same building or separate buildings. Um, those license types, even if delivery cultivation, right, we can customize our solutions to cater to what their business is and the, and the things that they need. So we utilize cannabis media to understand and have insight to who's vertically integrated, who's not. But in addition to that, who the best lead contacts are, who actually runs those licenses, et cetera. So we can reach out and give valuable information.
1: Wonderful. And how does this compare to other sales tools that you've used before?
2: um i mean this i would say the biggest comparison is that this sales tool is definitely in the culture and industry where most of the time sales tools or or lead tools are literally just you know leads or or lists um it's very dynamic you can tell that everybody who's participated in this participates in the cannabis industry as a whole and you can clearly see that
1: Yeah, I also agree. When I worked, uh, when I previously worked with a different company, uh, I utilized cannabis media as a way to generate leads myself. And I also, you know, agree that was one of the biggest value adds was that it really allowed us not only to connect with the license holders directly, but it also allowed us to, you know, get a better understanding of, you know, kind of email marketing analytics in terms of best times to send for certain markets. And it wasn't just a generalized kind of a number; it was actually focused and specific. To, to what cannabis media or to, to the cannabis community. Um, so I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um, now, are there any tips Are there any tips or tricks that you would like to, to share with our audience about some of the ways you utilize the platform?
2: Um, the only tips and tricks I would give is, is really just plan your strategy on making solid contact because these leads are very good contacts. They are within the company, right? So it's all about doing a, a value add, not just selling to sell, but actually... Making communication that gives value to the operators—that would be my tips and tricks.
1: I love it. Yeah, email uh, cons- or mass mark- mess- communication consistency is important when you are uh, messaging uh, to these uh, license holders. So making sure that your messages are succinct and that they are uh, effective and relevant to your audience is very important. But. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show, Michael. Uh, It's been a true pleasure getting to learn more about yourself and about the Data Owl team. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you sometime after quarantine.
2: Absolutely. I look forward to it.
1: So, Ed, what do we have to look forward to in the upcoming weeks from the Data Vaults?
0: So next week, we're looking ahead to the uh, upcoming Canikurio blog and I'm going to focus on manufacturing licenses, looking back over the first quarter, uh, where were they issued, et cetera. And the first quick look appears that it's the same story we've seen in other license types where Oklahoma and California are leading the pack by far. Uh, looks to be about 180 manufacturing licenses were issued over the quarter, 96 of them came from Oklahoma and I think about 50 or 60 from California. So we're still seeing that pattern where you know these are the hot spots, but uh, I'll have to dig in and find out how Michigan has done because we've noted that in Q1 they've issued a fair number of dispensary and cultivation licenses. Um, so uh, we think that that's going to continue to be kind of one of those up and coming markets that people keep an eye on. So we'll be keeping an eye on it as well too.
1: Awesome. Well, I always look forward to uh, the Kanakurio blog co- posts that come out every Monday. Uh, so it's definitely stay tuned for that, as well as uh, we've got a few more Kanakurio podcasts uh, coming out in, in the next few weeks. So make sure to click subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio so that you can get to tune in and learn more uh, about the updates from the Data Vault. Thanks everyone for joining us today.